0: Welcome to the On Stage with Wellness podcast. I'm Danny, And I'm Gina. We are performers turned certified health coaches who help artists reclaim their power and take intentional action in their life. Are you a performer who is tired of feeling burnt out, not good enough, and like you don't have control over your career? Get ready to feel energized, confident, and fully in charge of you on and off the stage. Tune in each week to get holistic lifestyle and nutrition tips for a sustainable career as a performer, our
1: own inspirational stories and experiences, as well as our guests, and practical tools to handle rejection,
0: competition, and perfectionism in the industry. And now, on with the show.
1: Hi, hey guys. Welcome back to the Quarantine Series. We have a very, very special guest on today. Very, very, very,
0: very. very.
2: Wow, you're really talking me up here. Guys. Yeah, I know,
0: I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is my dear friend Morgan Reynolds. He uh, did Disney Cruise Line with me, and so and it many. It was truly magical. Truly, the magicalist, <laughs> and he's going to tell us a little bit about his journey and and what he's been up to. Welcome, Morgan.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh! I'm so excited to to um, be in touch with somebody. I, I've been in quarantine like you know, for two weeks roughly now, and all I've yes. been in contact with is basically my boyfriend. Right. Um, so <laughs> this is great. I'm yes. living for this outside contact. Um,
1: <laughs> yes, and this is first time using Zoom, and we just we love that.
2: Truly, I'm going to be using it a lot more now. Yeah, all the time. Plug for Zoom. Yes.
1: Um, They're making so much money right now.
2: Truly. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, my name is Morgan Reynolds, and um, I am a California boy. Um, I started, I didn't start theater until I was very late uh, in the game uh, about college. Uh, I grew up on a farm. I raised market swine for my entire life. And oh, my God.
1: I don't think I remember that.
2: <laughs> I can't, I, you must have because I do, I had a pet pig until last year. She was really old. She passed away, but she was 26 years old, which is rare. Wow. Um, so grew up as like a farm boy in 4-H, didn't do any performing or anything until I got to college, which then kind of, you know, changed the game. Um. And I started working at Disney in high school, actually, as a character performer and then parades. Uh, so that kind of started the buzz, I guess, but uh, performing regionally and a couple of national tours and Disney Cruise Line, of course, three contracts, oh boy.
1: Yes, <laughs> we did, did you do your, were you here with me in the first contract, your first contract? Um. What was your first No, contract?
2: I was second contract was with you. Okay. Um which truly was the best because <laughs> we we were so. in the Mediterranean. I was literally okay. just talking about you um like a couple days ago because the Peter Pan currently reached out to me and was like, "Oh, we found your autograph in the book on the desk and oh. all this." And I was like, "Can you find Dreamy?" Do you remember Dreamy? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I I was like Gina and I used to do this ritual before every show. That was basically like a list of like twenty things that we had to do before each show.
0: Yes, this is so good. Oh
1: my god! So if if you guys don't want to know what was on this
0: ritual, yes.
1: So Morgan um was friends with Peter Pan in the show, and I was Anne Marie, the twelve-year-old little girl that, for people who don't know the story, um, Peter Pan basically teaches how teaches her how to fly and believe in her dreams. And so we did like basically an entire fifty-minute show together. Um, and before the show, we would do this uh, this ritual. I don't even remember all the steps. Like, it was like uh, jump over the thing and like, jump over the thing and like play with play with something on the on the set. Like it was. So
2: I good. remember we would say we would look at the Zac Efron picture on the bulletin and board and go bet on it, Zach. <laughs> <Do you remember?
1: laughs> Uh, like it was just it was everything like yeah. it made us giggle so much
0: oh yeah i mean that's the best pre-show ritual oh ever. we
1: morgan is he just comes up with the most creative shit like i can't
2: well we would do that <laughs> show how many times you know. know you got you had it to change it up well and i was laughing at remembering during the cinderella waltz we would see how many times we could touch Cinderella's dress. Do you remember when she'd get really close? We'd like reach for and be like, oh, please, please let me touch it. Um, oh
1: my gosh. Just
2: the little things. But um, and for
1: all our audience, like when you do a show for so long, like we did, you just got to find new things.
2: Yeah. For about a year, if you yeah. count rehearsals yeah. and you would, we had both done it in prior contracts as well. Which, right. So, you know, three years doing the same show mm-hmm. is, But, um, which is, you know, also great training as a performer and really as an athlete, especially in, Mm -hmm. in general, being a performer is being an athlete, but on a cruise ship where you are, like working conditions are definitely not normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, it really trains you mentally, physically, emotionally for, you know, doing when I was on tour, I was like. Ships were the best training because it taught me how to live as a minimalist and to how to take care of my body on the road, which is something you know you got to live through to learn. Um,
1: preach and Danny and I talk a lot about that. Um, on this podcast, like meshing our knowledge of health and wellness with the performing industry, it's just
2: yeah, vital. it's important. Yeah, or you can, you know, you, you can. De- deplete your energy so fast because mm-hmm. you're dealing with so many outside things mm-hmm. um but yeah and then uh, now i live in new york and actually in gina's old apartment
0: <laughs> are you really yes
1: yeah. danny. So, so danny and i met um at ruby tuesday we said it in a, in a prior stop
0: it yeah in a
1: prior episode i think it's like one of our like one of our first three, we
0: mentioned yeah, that in the first episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we were little hosts at Ruby Tuesday and yeah, close to
0: each other. Yeah. We so I, We would walk to each other's apartments sometimes. So yeah. yeah. And
1: you, you met, exactly you you met you our roommates, um, joy and right joy and Reagan. And yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And then basically I left the city to do other contracts and then Morgan came back to the city and, um, took, uh, who was it? I
2: took, well, at first I think, did I take your room?
1: No, I think you took, um, oh my gosh, I forgot her name. You took someone uh, else's room. Alana? the living room. No. Anyway, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah.
2: Anyway, but I still live there.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah,
2: keeping it in the Disney fam. Love uh, that. Yeah. But, and you know, I mean, I say live there very, uh, loosely as like I, before this all happened, I hadn't been in the apartment in like six months. Mm. So, you know, you, you move to New York to work and then you leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. And then.
0: <laughs> you sublet your apartment a minute, a bajillion times.
2: Oh God. Someone has lived in my room more than I have. So <laughs> with my stuff, which is, you know, crazy to think about crazy life. Um,
0: yeah. What were you doing before, before? quarantine life.
2: Um I had just done um I left all winter to do Hong Kong Disneyland as a vocalist there. Um which was really nuts because at the day after I left Hong Kong, I left on January 2nd, um all of this uh coronavirus stuff started immediately and it I had they had closed down the airport 2 days after I left. So it was really nuts um, to like, I went to Hong Kong seeing all the protests in Hong Kong and then left right as the virus started. So it was like a lot, you know, and then I went to California and did a production of Peter Pan. It's following me forever.
1: Bless. That's like your role.
2: Oh, you know it. I love it too. Um, (laughs) but, and then, and then I went back to New York after Peter Pan ended, which was very short-lived, uh, I'm in Ohio right now um, at my boyfriend's family house because I have one and a half lungs. Uh, I was born premature, so uh, I'm working on limited lung capacity here, um, which is a challenge as a performer, but uh, I couldn't with my asthma and already taking medication daily to keep that under wraps. Uh, my Uh, one of my really good friends who's a doctor was like, you have to leave knowing your history, knowing your lungs. You, you cannot be here. Um, So she was like, you should probably go. So thank God this all worked out and we're here in Ohio safe and uh, quarantined. So it's been a whirlwind. I I mean, everybody's story is so so crazy with how this has all went down. Um, It's truly something we haven't, I have yet to live through, you know, we all have yet to live through.
1: Yeah. So much. Um, so tell Danny a little bit about some of like your side projects.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I love a project and you have to keep creative and have so many multifacet um, side hustles and, anything and everything to just keep you creative and keep you driven so like I have everything from like an Etsy store selling stenciled pop bags I kind of stopped that because it was no idea you did that it was getting too much (laughs) (laughs) I started it like because I made a stencil for a friend for a birthday and spray painted it on a um, canvas bag and then people like oh I'll buy that and I was like well maybe I'll make an Etsy store and it just got too much so that's (laughs) <laughs> still out there but i'm trying not to do it <laughs> um but you know to keep yourself relevant in the business i started like this little web asmr show interviewing broadway um principals via asmr um which I is do, so
1: fun I, I love watching them
2: thanks you know and it's i try to only do things until they're until until it's not there's no labor involved so mm. i kind of have haven't done one in a while because I was like I want to do it only if it sparks joy yeah and if it starts to like become that I'm doing it for the wrong reasons or things then I'm just like okay we're gonna move on to the next and I can pick it up again if I need to but um, so I did that do a lot of YouTube work uh, when I you know just something to keep me creative and um, constantly like in my own class of sort mm-hmm. um, because they think that's important to, not only like stay relevant, but also just to like keep yourself sane when you're hustling a million jobs and trying to, you know, auditions aren't fil- fulfilling because you're singing six six bars sometimes. You know, it's mm-hmm. nuts. So just trying to keep, you know, whatever that means.
1: Mm-hmm. What's been your favorite video? Because you have some really good ones out there.
2: I mean. I, I don't know. Like, I always try and challenge myself. Like for my 30th birthday, I decided I didn't want to have a 30th birthday party. Cause like, I was like, I was on the ship. I was on my, um, last contract. Yeah. And I was on the dream and I was like, I just don't want to do that. So jokingly, I was like, we're going to have a release party for my new hit single, um, twirl queen. And I just like made up a name in dressing room. And then it just kind of became like this joke of like, oh, I'm going to write this pop song. And then I, on free loops on GarageBand, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Oh and then like it kept evolving. And then I was like, well, what if I could get a RuPaul Drag Race queen to be in the video? Cause that, oh, then I was like, well, then I got to film a video. And like, it just kept evolving. And then like, I got Alyssa Edwards to film herself lip syncing my song so I could green screen it into the video and (laughs) just like the weirdest coincidences of like all I had to do was put it out there and ask and be like I kind of this is what I'm doing let's see if it works and then you know so I have that was probably one of my favorites I made a music video for it and put it on YouTube and the single and stuff just because I'm like it was so spur of the moment and such an inside joke between our friend group that got big without trying
1: yeah
2: um so That's I think I, yeah because it know? wasn't it yeah. wasn't for any other purpose of just like having an a party that right. was a release party yeah
0: like i am doing this to get famous and to get yeah. a lot of likes and followers like I like that you like you said that I do it until it doesn't spark joy anymore like you're just like doing something because you love to do it and it's yeah. so authentic and genuine
2: well it's hard in our business when they're pushing the social media aspect a mm-hmm. lot. Um, and a couple years ago, you know, I had over 10k in followers and I was very much making sure that I had my Instagram persona and stuff. And then one day I was just like, this is too exhausting. I can't do it anymore. So I just deleted mm-hmm. my Instagram and went without it for a month wow. just to be like you know what? This is so stupid. It's so, you know, why am I doing this to myself and the stress? Um, And then made a new Instagram. This was a year ago. Yeah. A year ago and decided, okay, to break the habit of having this weird facade or weird persona over social media and how I present myself, still private, a private account. Um, But I wanted to like post one photo a day completely unedited, no matter if I was in the photo or not, just something that accounted for my day. Um, and I did it for a full year just to break the habit of like, if I am going on a walk today and I see a flower that I want to post a picture of, I'm going to do that with no uh, qualms or anything, because right now we think, oh, I have to like tag this person who made my shirt and I have to tag a casting director and I have to do this and this and this. And I don't think it's healthy when we have so many pressures from as an entertainer and in the business to be a certain way, to look a certain way to um, a casting director. I'd saw in some video on Playbill being like, I want to see you being a happy, healthy, and thriving person. And I felt like that was a lot of pressure to tell like 12 year old Morgan who was watching Playbill to see what the business was like, because we're always not going to have happy days. And I don't want to force myself to post something that may, you know, just to post something and be out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's a side tangent, but you know, but it's,
1: it's something that we constantly talk about here, like the expectations of the industry and our culture and from what, like our parents, you know, from so many different sides and, um, to hear that from the actual industry of like, oh, we only want to see the good days or we only want to see the good stuff. Like that's really not encouraging authenticity in this industry. And that's what we need. We need that.
2: Yeah. I mean, we like, I mean, and isn't that what being an artist is, like Mm -hmm. is being vulnerable in your authentic self. And if we're trying to copy this like branding world that has kind of been created with having accessibility to social media, like that is something that I I don't know, I just have been avoiding and and telling myself, no, I'm not going to subscribe to that because I'll do what I want. I'll do what I do to make me happy and not somebody else. And if, if it helps along the way and somebody finds joy in that, at least one person finds joy in it. I don't need to like go viral or make these things to make me somebody else because ultimately that's not real.
0: Yeah. And I think as soon as you put that kind of pressure on yourself, like I need to be a certain way, it's just, it's never going to grow. Like, let's say you do want to grow a social media following. Like if you go into it being like, I need to get 10 K followers by, you know, this in a month or whatever, some crazy thing, but it's never going to happen. But if you are authentic and like, I just want to show who I am and like do my thing, like then you might grow an authentically big following.
2: Yeah. And that's okay. And those are the people that I follow on Instagram that I'm like, Oh, this person is a hundred percent exactly who they are. And that's why Mm -hmm. I like following them because I want to see some, I want to mirror my life as authentically as I can. And that gives me hope that somebody else is doing that as well versus trying to brand myself into a category.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We talk a lot about, um, like what we're consuming. And uh, that is something that we can control on the social media aspect where we can choose who we follow and choose who is, is worth our time. And and I think that um, that really encourages us to to live out the way that we want to.
2: Yeah. And, and with the whole like coronavirus and being stuck in the house and, you know, there is a little bit in as an entertainer and and in our business where we we don't get this time, like this is the most time that I've spent at home in a while, um, I keep seeing these things like Shakespeare wrote King Lear during the plague and you. this is your time to make your mark and all this. I think it's also important to, to n- not feel that pressure. Uh, that's a lot of pressure when like emotionally, like this is a good day because I got dressed, but that's not been the past couple of days like yeah you know the anxiety and the stress and the unknown of all of this is hard to digest and so to put that pressure of like you should be creating and you should be writing and all this like, no you just need to be able to survive because this is a lot more than any of us have had to process before and I think just sitting with that and making sure that your mental health and your physical health is the first priority is also important to let that shine.
0: Yeah. Like if you're being, if you feel called to create, like do that, but if oh, you feel yeah. to rest, like rest, you know, but try to listen to the, whatever that intuition is.
2: Totally. Like, you know, I, Love making random videos, and of course I brought all my stuff here because I was yeah. like, "Well, like let's bring some costumes, let's bring some wigs." Because yes. that's why I love, so
1: much. <laughs> I love
2: you. It was a full suitcase. I was like, "Okay, well, I got to bring the Annie costume." Like, got you know. <laughs> but not every day I feel like putting on a wig. But but <laughs> oh, it's there when I'm called to create versus feeling the pressure. Yes. To create, I must be doing this. Yeah, yeah. That's not authentic. It's not.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I love everything about you. This is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you love
1: him. Aww. Just, so, just so
0: kind and so generous,
1: but also just like brilliant. Brilliant okay, with content and like just so humble. and.
2: But see, you know, that's what I loved when I, you know, I've done, I did that show on the magic with, well, I've done it three times now, but uh, with three different girls and that's what I really loved about doing the show with you because we were in the moment every single time and if we were having a rough day I we would like s- let breathe that in and breathe it out and then just take what we wanted for that time and not having to force it. It always felt genuine and it always felt in the moment and that's what I really enjoyed um, and had fun with it it was it was new every time because we were just being in the moment and genuine which is also exhausting and draining but yes you know but also like that's why we do it you know that's yeah. why we're it was my
1: this. it was my fuel it was my like drive to get through it because i was like every show is going to be different and that's what i love about it and yeah. i was trying and i like loved when stuff goes wrong i don't know about you danny but like we love when things go wrong when there's a show stop or, or something mm-hmm. Because you really have to be—you're just shaken up. You're shaken up, and you're like, okay, you have to think, like, okay, how can we make this work? How can we, you know, fix it or or do something different? And it's actually really thrilling. I I yeah, incredibly incredibly thrilling.
2: Well, when you go on autopilot, that's—I mean, we all do it, Um, but you know, when it comes show, you know, when you're doing a show for a long period of time, but then it brings again you're not being authentic you're not being present in the moment which is you know important
0: yeah i i i don't i didn't enjoy when things would go wrong but <laughs> cuz <'cause> i <think laughs> my like anxiety would get the best of me but i do like what you said too about you know when you do a show x amount of times like you have to find ways to make it interesting so um um gene knows this mm-hmm. and our listeners know this but i was in like a um a shadow dance company and we did a tour Oh wow. Um, and so we were behind a screen. So we did a lot of weird shit. Like <laughs> I, basically because, you know, show like 50, we were like, okay, like what can we do to make this more fun for us so it doesn't just feel like we're going through the motions. So yeah, we did some wacky stuff. I mean, we would like moon each other. Like, you know, it was like it was next level. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, that I mean, I I can only imagine how physically exhausting that is. Because right. you know, being at doing a regular show and you're trying to be big for the back row. But when you're trying to be big for the back row and your your shadow, like you're being projected, you have to be like extra big. I mean, right? Well, we just have
0: to be like so specific because we'd be like oh, shape. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it's like we'd have to like hit a pose, you know, and like it'd be like, you know, and then you'd have to kind of like look and be like, Oh, am I in the shadow? Okay. And like you'd have to like adjust and you oh, know, wow. back- in their mark like it was so specific like we taped the stage like you know you're gonna stand with your right foot here angling this way for the butterfly or like whatever like i mean morgan that does sound similar
2: i yeah well (laughs)
0: that's the thinking this sounds like very similar
2: i mean when you're like on a hydraulic stage with we would be doing the show and having to run across the stage, and there'd be two holes, giant holes in the stage. Oh, You're like, oh, it can get but real then you scary. Can't
1: be, be hit yeah. by a prop coming on or a, seat, oh, a set piece
0: or yeah. yeah. yeah and we would be down. like in a different place every every day. Like we would do a show in a different city every day, so like every stage was different. Yeah. You know, so yeah. there'd be like adjusting, or I'd be like, oh, literally have no room to go back here, so I'd have to like cross backstage, like the you know. And
1: this whole experience like sounds just like you. Like when you're like, okay, we have to be really specific, but we also have to be really big and grandeur. I'm like, that is her.
0: <laughs> That's it. That's where I learned that it is, from.
1: Yes, you you prepared yourself to be this way.
0: Oh my god, so silly, Um, Morgan. I would love to know about. um, So you have some. It sounds like you obviously take your like mental, physical, emotional well being really seriously, and you prioritize that a lot. So. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about like your your rituals or how you how you stay physically and you know mentally strong. And
2: um, I mean, and that so like I said, it's not not every day is a good day, and and I try and put especially with what's going on right now. Um, this week, I had I was like, okay, how am I going to mentally get through this? Like, I was just aimlessly wandering through the days, and I wasn't doing some of the things I wanted to or also i just again it i needed some more structure because this there was so much unknown i had to create something for myself to cope with that um so i was like i found this notebook in my backpack and just like a little legal pad and for this week i wrote down so every page is a day and before every night or before i go to bed each night i'll fill out for the next day Or, you know, if I like have a Skype date on Thursday, I put that on the Thursday page, but, or today I was like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I was losing track of the days. I wasn't getting things done. I wasn't waking up at a certain time. I was waking up at like, you know, whatever hour I wanted to. So I was like, no, I'm going to wake up at 10. I am going to do something physical at 12 uh this is my to do list i want to at least do these things i don't have to finish them but i need to make progress um to keep myself in check and also just like give myself reminders like today's today's sheet said like just make one step forward on anything on this list if you don't have to finish it but just make a step uh because it's so i need something to you know control the unknown which is so hard and so draining as well when I'm trying not to watch too much of the news because that was giving me anxiety um and being able to like let myself have my time in all of this craziness
1: yeah we talk a lot about structure right now like having a balance of like you said, like the expectations of doing all the things and being productive like I know Danny and I have like a super long list of things that we want to get done during this time but it's it's just holding ourselves back from ourselves and the expectations that we put on ourselves um, while also not like being a blob on the couch <laughs> and getting sucked in.
2: yeah and some days you need that you know yeah. like there's there's some days where I'm like, okay today I I need to take this day to just say, okay, I surrender. I'm just gonna let my body do what I need to. But yeah. you know, making sure that, you know, you can have that, but then you also need to counterbalance and and make some, some of that structure and accountability in your own life, which I think that so many people are going through this and are kind of dealing with it in the same way that maybe, and not maybe, I, I know that at the end of all this we will all come out stronger because of it which is exciting
0: yeah completely agree with that yeah we totally agree with that
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah
0: yeah there's such a balance between productivity and rest and just to like give yourself some grace and you know just find a way to enjoy this time somehow whatever that means for you
2: yeah mm-hmm. and you know i think especially in like a nine to five or uh in our business and whatnot, this is truly shown. I mean, this is a whole other thing, but that time is like really just a construct. Like we, we are living in this weird black hole right now where people are finally for the first time getting to just make what focus on them and their needs for that day versus like, I didn't even know what day it was yesterday because I was like, I'm literally living for me in this moment. And so that's something really a cool gift for everybody, you know, of the world where we're so structured in like a nine to five job where if somebody needs to like check out and take some more time with their family or connecting with loved ones, like that gets to be first priority. And not having to worry about like, okay, it's five o'clock. I have to go to bed because I have work tomorrow or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like on the brighter side, showing that like, we are really just being able to evolve and be as people versus um, again, like having this like social construct of time.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that so One much. One of the
1: quotes that we got from, I'm just like, we're just like stealing quotes from our guests.
0: I know literally, <laughs> literally. We, we are so inspired by our guests. Yes, love that. Literally.
1: Um, the, the quote that reminds me of what you're talking about is um, from Jamila, our, our guest. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't um, put out that podcast yet, but we recorded with her recently. And she said, when you focus on the, um, the past you fall into a depression and when you focus on the future you fall into anxiety um so right now would be a great time to focus on the present to not yeah. to not deal with any of those things and and not fall into any of those patterns but um yeah this is a great time to to focus on you and and the current time especially since we can't control what's happening
0: yeah. And when we're so busy, when we're, like, going, 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 it's so easy to be, like, oh, I have to do this for this person. I have to do that for this. I, You know? And it's, like, now we actually can just, like, be still so, and yeah. hang out with ourselves. And for some people, I think that's even scarier, you know, to actually, yeah. like, get to know you on a whole nother level and, like, feel whatever it is you're feeling because mm-hmm. – it's so easy to shy away from those feelings, especially if they're like discomfort or, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, I, you know, uh, the past couple of years, um, so I'm like a big camp person. I love summer camp and um, I grew up as a summer camp kid. And then where did
0: you go to summer camp?
2: In California and Big Bear. Um, But for the past two years, no, three years, so I work on the board of a nonprofit that does a summer camp retreat for families and kids infected and affected by AIDS and HIV. Um, Mm -hmm. It's been around for 25 years. Um, I've only been a part of it for three years. A mentor of mine was the director for 16 years, and she was like, You have to be a part of this. Um, And then I worked for another camp that this past year, I didn't have a summer job or a gig. And I was like, I need to be away. I need to like have a humanitarian side, like a thing that I love about campus. I like, didn't have anything to do with the theater department or, or at, you know, at camp event stuff, because that just, I get to be Morgan. I don't have to be performer Morgan and worry mm. about the business. I just get to worry about like being a person in a community. Um, and. The thing about camp that I I love and also is like scary is seeing the new generation not being able to function without or have an identity without social media or um I will social media really, but we're not connecting to people in the same way anymore. And so like I worked at you know a full summer camp last year as the boys' head counselor. So I had to deal with Everybody basically anyone on boys' side was under my um watch. And it took a long time for not only my counselors, but for the campers to be able to just like be authentic and be okay with whoever they may be because we're so worried about like checking our phones or making cultural like references that you saw on TikTok or yeah. you know, like it was like a weird thing to watch that uh because people don't know how to relate or like listen anymore we're not listening we're not relating as an authentic person to each other um and so I think this time will help that as well but I think it's so interesting what social media does to our um you know connectivity at this point
1: yeah and I I think. Theater is so good for that as well, to be able to connect on a human level. I I think, I just, I wish every child and everyone could do some form of theater um, and either dance or or music or whatever, because I really think it develops us in a a human and connective way, um, as opposed to like connecting through a screen or um, through texting or email. It's, It's a form of communication that we need Um, because we are losing it.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, I think, I'm hoping as well, after all of this, like, art will have a renaissance, because we are so reliant on it right now. All of us watch, you know, whether that be Netflix, or or listening, or reading, but our only way to navigate our feelings is through art at this moment. Yeah. So, I think that, and hope that there will be this like renaissance of art after this, because that's how we can emotionally like pick through all of this.
1: Absolutely, and yeah. we talked a little bit about that with other other guests as well. Like this is this is how we deal with trauma and how we deal with crisis is through theater or through music, and um, this is our time. But no pressure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But like, do it, but you like, know,
1: like, on your own time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but like, feel the joy first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> Summarize the whole interview, basically. <laughs> um, Morgan, what advice would you give to performers right now in the current situation? Oh, man. I know, right?
2: I, you know, I would say do make whatever you need to make or do whatever you need to do to get through it. Um, you know, I was just like working on some random stupid video that I'm going to put out because it was like, it makes me happy. And um, I, like, I'll just give you a little bit of a tidbit so that you realize like how stupid it is. But I'm like green screening myself as Rose in the scene of Titanic where she's going down the lifeboat and like, <laughs> because I
1: need to see this now.
2: Because like oh I just I'm like and then it like is mixed with like this show choir video from the 1980s of these of a women's show choir singing "Home" from the Whiz, and <laughs> it's like the most I it just doesn't make any sense. But I was like, I need this for my heart space at this moment, so that's what I'm gonna do. And if I don't get it done this week, great. But I'm gonna take time today and work on it. And let that fuel what I need to fuel, um, not for anybody else, but just for me to get through it. So I think the advice would be like, do what you got to do. What makes you happy um, for that fact only? Because you got to get through it somehow.
1: It's so true. Oh my God. Obsessed. Good I thing
2: t- I brought the wigs.
1: It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I have two rapid fire questions okay. before we finish. Um, one is what has been your favorite role or gig that you've done so far?
2: Um, I think my favorite thus far would be maybe doing the Wizard of Oz tour. I did the Android Weber Wizard of Oz tour, and it was the first in the U.S. They did it in London for four years. They did it for two years in Toronto, and then we were the first U.S. Um, and I played the Scarecrow, and it was something like bringing um, theater to audiences that normally wouldn't go to a show because um, we would do a lot of talk backs with schools and whatnot because Wizard of Oz is such a staple. So it brought out people that necessarily weren't going to see like Town, And, right. <laughs> you know, and so that was really neat to connect with people because it brought nostalgia. It brought a new twist because it was, you know, it was rewritten by Andrew Lloyd Weber. So it wasn't technically the movie but it had those moments so it had a mix of like new and old Um, but then it just got to get people excited about live theater and art again and that was really fulfilling to bring that around the country because that's what we want I mean we want to change people's lives and opinions through art and that gave me the opportunity
1: I love that. You as a scarecrow, like, gives me so much life.
2: It was so much fun, but, like, my knees still hurt from it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Um, So, what would be my last question, or my, yeah, my last question is, what would be your go-to audition song right now?
2: Oh, God. Um, My go-to audition song right now would be, well, what I was singing – quite a lot before i left the city i was singing magic to do from pippin but i made a magic trick that i would do with the song and it was a patty lapone themed magic trick it was very layered but um god i can't that was like my favorite because it showed exactly who i was i was like yes this is who i am this is what i'm going to do it wasn't for every show, but if I was going in to show who I was as a performer, that's what I would do, you know?
1: Oh my God. I love
2: you.
0: I love it. You're just so like, I'm going to be me. And you got to unapologetic.
2: I mean, it's taken a long time for me to feel that way in the room and not feel that I have to be somebody else or be like the Andrew Keenan-Bolger type or which is what I used to think or try and mirror myself after other people. And I'm like, no, our differences are what makes us stronger.
1: Absolutely. You know? And you've got such like beautiful roles because you have been yourself.
2: Thank you. I mean, you know, look, you're going to be who you're going to be. So it's like, you can't fight it. So that's where I was like, you know, when the time is right, it will all happen. Yeah. For
0: snapping and I'm snapping yes. so hard for everything. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, last question we do ask every guest this. Great. So get ready. It's really crazy. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> what does on stage with wellness mean to you?
2: On stage with wellness, I would. I think that's wellness with yourself. I think that's the most important because if you're not fully there and fully able emotionally and physically um you can't give what you need to give and want to give to the audience so wellness i mean one like always drinking water that's my number one but um you know like anything whether wellness whatever that means to you taking your moment before you go on stage um making sure that you have all the tools with you packed in your little bag so that you can give the performance that you need and want to give. Cause we wouldn't want to be on, t- we're performers. We want to give all we can give. That's why you got into the job and that's why you're there. So making sure that you check all those boxes for yourself, you can't just like throw on the costume and run on stage. Some people can, but for the, as, mature- <laughs> as much as we would love that, it's not going to, ha- Alphaba does not no. like go partying all night and you know, Whip it out. You don't just whip it out. No. (laughs) Whatever your role, whatever your show, like you have to be able to like take care of your tool with Mm. your instrument, which is your full self, your full being. And emotionally so that you can leave the show behind as well and not take that with you. If you're doing something Mm. like cabaret, Mm. you know, that emotionally is really hard to navigate. So you have to take those steps as a performer, you know, that comes with, learning and knowledge and things like that so that you can navigate that health you know healthy wise
1: and all i think about is when you say that is preparing for your show the sirens that i would do in the back stairs
2: oh don't i sure do remember that
1: (laughs) children roles
2: honey i will i can, I will never forget it. I could hear it in my head at this moment.
1: Oh
0: my gosh. Um,
2: and would sometimes join you and then be like, ooh, this is too high for me. I too can't high, do it.
1: Too high. Oh my <laughs> God, stop. Give us a taste. Was it, Huffington, was <laughs> it you who created superlatives for the cast?
2: I want to say Yes. Wait, what someone, was yours?
1: Someone created a superlative. It was on paper plates.
2: Yeah. Oh, it was me. It was me. Yep,
1: it was you. Okay. <laughs> I was called the siren of the sea.
2: Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Never forget it. But that, yep. that that's preparing for your role, honey.
1: Wrapping. Girl, I can't just whip out a child voice. I no. mean, I can try really hard, but.
2: <laughs> but it's not going to keep you doing it how many shows a week? Two exactly. a night.
1: Exactly. You know? Exactly.
2: Yeah important. So
1: good. What we're a gem. In, I, what a gem. Isn't he a gem?
2: Get out. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <done. Aww. laughs> Not again. I think Wait, we need you on again. Did yeah. you just turn 30? Me? Yeah, these are, are my 30 balloons. Oh, yes, yes. Well, my birthday is two days before Gina's. About okay. uh, a year. <laughs> yeah, a year older than me. Um, but yes, they're still hanging out from February. I mean,
2: embrace it yes <laughs> i mean they're I
0: embracing themselves <laughs> so they're just they're standing strong
2: look it brings joy balloons bring joy
0: yes yeah. i'm not killing them i'm gonna wait till they're on the floor and then yep. I'll-
2: as you yep. should Brava.
1: <laughs> <laughs> amazing so morgan where can our guests find you in all the platforms um
2: well you can find me on um YouTube for sure. I'm all over YouTube. Yeah. Um. Just type in Morgan Reynolds actor. Um. And then also look for me on Spotify and iTunes. I have um, Twirl Queen, the holiday classic, which was my 30th birthday song. <laughs> I have a disco um, single that is called Thoroughly Modern. There's something about Sutton, which is a disco hit about Sutton Foster, awesome. and. I just got a new song that I recorded in Hong Kong this past December called you are great. And it's like a spoken word, um, kind of like meditational motivational track. That was like something I used to like tell my kids at camp would be like, no, you are great. You are magnificent. You can do whatever you want in this world. That was like something I would repeat to them every morning because something, you know, if you repeat it enough times, seven times, seven days, make it a habit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, then you'll believe it. So it was like something that I just whipped together. Look it up. iTunes, Spotify. <laughs> you are great.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. Yes.
1: And then on the, the gram
2: on the gram, um, thoroughly Morgan.
1: Beautiful.
2: I Very love nice. Sutton. Can't get past it.
1: Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we love you so much.
2: Thanks for having me on, this has been so fun.
1: Oh, we will definitely have you back, yeah, Danny. Yes, please. Please. Great, Yeah, wait, Talk I was dancing. Your latest, your latest project.
2: <laughs> yes, please, yes, please.
1: Oh yes, my gosh. yes, yes. Well.
2: All yeah. right, stay, stay safe, safe, everybody.
1: Darlene, yeah, stay Wash safe. Wash
2: your hands.
1: Wash your hands. <laughs> you heard it from Morgan Reynolds. Hey, creatives. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. We are
0: beyond grateful for your interest and support in our conversation. We hope you'll tune in each week for fresh new content and some inspiration from wherever you are in the world, whether you're on tour, auditioning, or in your hometown community theater. Share this with your cast, friends, and anyone in the industry who could benefit from this podcast. If you like what you hear, write
1: us a review. You can do this through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Share with us what you liked and what you want to hear more of. This will help us with our mission to support
0: performers with their health and wellness goals. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at On Stage with Wellness. You can follow Danny at Danny Nicole Wellness and Gina at Gina Daniels Coaching. You can find all the links you need in the show notes.
1: Until next time, performers, remember, you know enough, you have enough, and you
0: are enough.